Okay, I am ready if you are. Do you even know a title? Yeah. What's the title? Self-forgiveness. Self-forgiveness. Forgiveness. It's more than saying sorry. Can we Can we start? Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now, here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. What's happening, everybody? Welcome back to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. My name is Matt. And my name is Jenna. We host this podcast every week, Tuesday. 5.30 Central Standard Time. This, AM. Yes, thank you. I appreciate that. This show is all about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness. Jenna, how you feeling? Great. We have absolutely settled into a flow. I always started out like that and then I flip it over to you. Yeah. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm, I'm a little distracted because the dogs are sitting under our feet and I can hear them licking. Hey, quit licking your foot. That's sorry. I was a little distracted there for a second. It's okay. <laughs> if you're new to this podcast, thank you for being here. If you're a regular, we could not have gotten this far without you. Thank you. If you are listening to this podcast on Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you are, awesome. Thank you for being here. Also, you can watch this podcast on the BTYE podcast on YouTube. E. Hey. At the top of every show, we hit you with our gratitude point. Gratitude point is something that shifts your perspective. If you're having a downtime, if you're just down in the slumps, we like to think of something that we're grateful for. And it pulls you up out of the mud and gives you beautiful perspective. So, Jenna, you go first. Okay. Um, this morning, I was late to work. You stole mine. Um, because Matt and I got into one of our random deep conversations before I left the house and we got, we just went down a total rabbit trail and actually like followed each other out into the garage and into my car still talking, um, because we, we got into this really deep conversation and, um, really grateful for that uh even if i was a little bit late to work it was worth it uh you're grateful for what just how we can just randomly connect that deeply and that's not something that we were able to do 10 years ago is really communicate that well and open up true true um you know what it's it's i mean that's actually what i'm going to say that i'm grateful for as well it's you have been seasoned in the artistry that is understanding Matt. <laughs> and I am so grateful for that. Um, there's only a handful of people on this planet that I think understand me. Um, I think that you understand me more than anyone. Having been with me for uh, the last 35 years in my head, um, <laughs> you understand me the most. So I'm appreciative that you have such a seasoned experience in understanding me because in my worst times, you have the ability to pick the best words 
to slap me in the face. I don't actually slap him in the face, although I do pretend. In the perfect way. <laughs> in the perfect way. Like this morning was truly uh, your verbally slapping me in the face and saying, get out of your funk, and this is how you do it. So yeah. thank you. For anyone out there that has a spouse, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a friend, a parent, a whoever, if they do that for you, if you, you, if you know what I'm talking about, if you can relate, I want you to text them right now. If you're driving, maybe pull over, but <laughs> contact them and let them know you're appreciative of it because I literally wouldn't be on this planet if it wasn't for you. Well, and what I find interesting is that I can so easily identify when you're in a funk or even when you just give that generic, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, you're not fine. Yeah. Even when you like, sometimes I feel like I pick up on that before you do. Yeah. And it's the same with me because I'll just think I'm fine. I'm just going along doing whatever. And you will say to me, there's something going on with you. What's in your head? Yep. And I'll be like, no, no, there's not. I'm, I'm just, just being myself. And then you make me realize that, oh, maybe I'm not. There's this, um, I, I don't pretend to know anything about anything about it, but it's, it's called uh, vibrations. And it's, it's really tr like, we have a friend that I, I call a hippie. Um, and I mean that in the remote, most respectful fashion, but, um, this person knows all about this vibration communication technique thing. And I think that's what it is. I think it's just knowing, knowing each other's vibes, that thing. Yeah. And um, not everybody has that awareness piece. And I'm really grateful that you do. So enough about me and my idiosyncrasies. Um, what the heck are we talking about? Um, so I figured we could make this podcast today a little story time. Um, For the record, I don't know what we're about to talk about. Yes. Jenna has not really given right. me much. And the only thing, of, only thing you've told me is self-forgiveness. Yeah. Um, so it's a bit of a story. Please hang in there with me. It, it, I promise I will get to my point. I promise I will keep my mouth shut. Good. That is also something that we established before we started. <laughs> You're welcome, Andy. <laughs> um, and... It, so to just start off, um, self-forgiveness is something that I've, I've struggled with for the entirety of Matt and I's relationship. Um, and I think it is, and I, and I didn't even intentionally tie this together, but it's that self-awareness piece that I think a lot of times we lack. We can very easily identify something in someone else that we can't identify in ourselves. Um, so just to kind of give a backstory, um, growing up, uh, my parents divorced when I was four. Um, my mom remarried for a couple of years, but all of my teenage years was just my mom and I. Um, I was always envious of my friends who had that like all-American family with several siblings and, you know, parents still together and um actually made up my own uh I had my little sister named <laughs> if I had ever had one um when I was a little kid what was the name Erica Marie okay go ahead anyway um because I wanted a sibling uh I think there's uh, a, a big significance with 
learning interaction and all that with siblings. And I just wanted a little sister. Um, and that's not something I ever had, you know, it was just my mom and I, and I spent a lot of time with my grandparents growing up too, but I was always very envious of my friends who had that all American family. Um, and I really put that on a pedestal of like, that's what I want. That's like my highest achievement that I want to achieve at some point in my life is that, um, like perfect family. Um, so went to college my sophomore year. I met someone who, you know, checked all the boxes of had a big family. Um, he was Italian. So yeah, it was not Matt, um, had a, lots of siblings. They were all very close. They were best friends. Their cousins were all best friends. They all lived in the same neighborhood. Um, and I just really was attracted to not him, of course, but to that ideal family situation. It just very, very much intrigued me. I, I wanted to belong to that. Um, so we got married we were both 21. We moved here to Pensacola. And um, I immediately found myself struggling to be that ideal wife um, that he saw in his mom. And we had conversations of, you know, he had never seen his parents even disagree with each other in front of the kids. And that's not how I grew up. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, so there was a big disconnect between the two of us of I've always had trouble communicating my feelings and I was feeling like I was falling farther and farther behind with keeping up with this ruse that I was this perfect housewife of, you know, three home cooked meals a day. And, you know, uh, so he was the only boy. So all of his sisters and his mom like spoiled the crap out of him. So he, they're like, he only wanted to eat a meal that was still steaming, that it was hot enough. And rather than saying like, hey, that's not really realistic all the time. Uh, sometimes your meal's not going to be steaming. I just put it on myself like I'm not, I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. And I started um, really resenting him for the things that I was not able to keep up with rather than communicating how I felt um, and growing up as an only child with just my mom in the house I had a lot of alone time I had time to myself I had um, you know I like to read um, a lot of quiet one-person activities and that's not how he grew up so all of his sisters all of his friends are always at our house um, I remember a time I came home from work after working like 14 hours and I had no idea that anyone was going to be over at the house and I, I walk in and there's like 12 people in our house and it just was so overwhelming. I just had to leave. And, um, these are all things that are my issues that I couldn't communicate. But as a human, I deflected all of that anger and resentment and frustration towards him. It was his fault. He should know um, he should understand, he should be doing, he should, un you know, it, it's, it's a him problem. It's not a me problem. So, um, 
I just bottled it up. And it, we grew apart. We stopped talking. Um, we ended up both, um, you know, making mistakes in our relationship where we knew that it was time to not be together anymore. And um, I really struggled with not necessarily not being with him, but not having succeeded in trying to assimilate myself into something that I'm not. I was trying to camouflage myself into being this perfect family person that I, I, that's not how I grew up. That wasn't me. Um, and it was because I had always put this like ideal family on a pedestal. So I was trying to achieve something that I didn't understand. Like there's no perfect family. Um, and then I had a hard time letting go of that. Like he didn't want to get divorced. I did. I was done. Um, and then I, I made some mistakes that I also could not forgive myself for to uh, reconcile with him. Um, and we ended up divorcing. And um, I kept having these recurring dreams and his face would just randomly pop up in a dream. And I researched signs and dreams and what dreams mean. I did a lot of, I randomly Googled that constantly. Um, it seemed to kind of come in waves and that happened for years after we got divorced. And it wasn't that I still loved him or still wanted to be with him. And it frustrated me that somewhere in my mind was constantly still thinking about him. And, um, that, Divorce kind of put me into a spiral of not being good enough, being a failure at this thing that I had always wanted to do. And it really put me in a spiral, put me in a tailspin of trying to drown those feelings with food, with alcohol, with going to work a lot, with spending money. And I wasn't fixing the problem. I was actually making it worse because I was eating a lot and gaining weight and, you know, drinking and, you know, that messes with your emotions and how you feel. And I was spending this all this time at work. I didn't need the money. Um, but if I was at work, I was busy enough to not be thinking about anything else. Um, and then I think that feeling of wanting to look important enough or successful enough I was spending even more money than I was making, and that's how um, I ended up in so much debt um, was because I was trying to fill that void of something missing or, or that I just couldn't deal with personally. Um, and those dreams of his face just randomly showing up in a crowd and a dream, and the dream wouldn't have been about him, but his face would randomly show up, and it really bothered me that... Um, I couldn't figure out, you know, is my mind still going there? Why, why is his face still coming up? And, um, sometimes those dreams would be several right in a row and then there'd be months where I wouldn't have it. And I had this aha moment a couple years ago that, um, it was directly related to my mental health. And when... 
I was feeling good about myself, when I was feeling self-confident, when I was feeling like I, I had a good relationship with myself at the time, not a single dream. Um, but when I was full of self-doubt, maybe some self-loathing, I was in a bad place, his face would appear in my dreams. And his face now has become the symbol of me knowing that I need to check my mental health. Um, and I think I've boiled it down to his face kept appearing because I wasn't dealing with forgiving myself for all this these series of events that I just ignored and continued on down that path because I, I wanted so badly to have something um, that wasn't meant to be, or at least not with him. Um, and I know the signs were there the whole time. Um, there's some specific instances that I remember when we were dating um, where in the moment that should have been the greatest moment ever, um, like when we got engaged. And it was kind of a disappointing time, which right there should have been like, oh, well, well there's something wrong here. But I was so focused on that perfect image that I had in my head that I ignored all the, the red flags. Um, so there were a lot of things that I had a, tr had a hard time forgiving myself for, and I've had to work through those. It's taken many years and I think it's going to be a lifelong struggle of my mental health and forgiving myself and allowing myself to be human, maybe not specifically for those errors or failures, but I've always had a hard time just allowing myself to be human and making errors and making mistakes. Um, and so I guess maybe my point is, you know, realizing no book could tell me that his face meant that I was in a bad place mentally. But it took me probably much longer than it should have. But now that I've realized that, I understand that when I see his face in a dream, it, it it's my checkpoint of, okay, I need to, to check my mental health. There's something that I'm not dealing with well. There's something that I'm not allowing myself to be human about. There's something that I'm not forgiving myself for. And um, I think letting some of that go and actually working through it the last couple of years has been why I've been able to um, stick to meal prepping and actually lose weight and enjoy exercising and, um, you know, changing jobs. That's something that I couldn't have done several years ago because I couldn't allow myself to be myself because I was still upset with myself for not being who I tried to be. And, and I wasn't that person. Does any of that make sense? So his face was a representation of something that was once bad and quote unquote bad, whatever you, however you want to phrase it. But you learned that when you started to see that and you were able to separate it as far as the relationship was done, mm -hmm. it was literally a symbol and a, a signifier that something is off for you at the current, yeah. at that current moment. Yeah. So expound on that if you'd like, but my next question was going to be, can you give an example of something as far as your self-forgiveness or something that you wouldn't forgive yourself for? Um, 
I can think of some examples that I'm not going to talk about. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but I mean, there's examples every day that I have a hard time forgiving myself for. Like I was going to do something specific and I forgot and did something else. And I've always had a hard time allowing myself those human moments of making errors. Again, I'm not trying to press you to say something that you're uncomfortable saying, but are you talking about something as trivial as like leaving your watch at home? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. I do that a lot. You've done it. You've only done it a handful of times, but. Um, Yeah. Just things like that where I actually, I forgot my watch yesterday yesterday Mm -hmm. and um i actually like i got to work and realized it and had my 30 seconds of like what am i doing like why can i not remember this what is wrong with me why why can i not remember that that's that's something important and i got like really frustrated with myself for a minute so you beat yourself up yeah um and i don't think it's that uncommon to beat yourself up for like regular day like regular everyday things um, because we all have a lot going on in our heads. I mean, you forget one thing, that's that's okay. I think it's a really common thing for people to, to be like, oh, you idiot, uh, oh, you're a dumbass, you know, to say that. And I think that's very detrimental. Mm-hmm. I think that we just mull over it, and it's we don't think it's that big of a deal, but when you constantly so, tell yourself that you're a dumbass, it's detrimental. And mm-hmm. we've said it a billion times that, you know, would you talk to your loved one that way? Would you tell your child that mm-hmm. it's detrimental when you say to them? So it's the same thing for yourself. Yeah, I agree with that. Because um, yeah, if I would have had a friend going through the same thing, I mean, I would have told them all kinds of different things that I told than I told myself. You know, it was that I was in, inadequate or, you know, I was stupid or whatever it was for the longest time when... Um, even if that was true, um, look what it led me to. What did it lead you to? Uh, I mean, if I wouldn't have been living here in Pensacola, I'm not from Pensacola. If I wouldn't have been living here, I never would have met you. Um, and I, I wouldn't have that perspective on life either. And I think me understanding all of the ways that I failed before is at the forefront of my mind every time we have a disagreement or there's something that I'm frustrated about with you or with work or whatever it is that's helped mold me into how I react now and if I wouldn't have learned those hard lessons and made those difficult mistakes I wouldn't have been molded into the person that I am now. I wouldn't be able to stop and think about something before I react now. Um, and I think that both of us would be in very different places. Um, relationship wise and life in general, I think. Um, so regardless of whether that, that whole part of my past was all of my far, all of my fault excuse me, or none of my fault. The point is it's made me who I am today and I've got to forgive myself and let it go. Um, because I don't, I don't want to be anyone else and I'm proud of who I am today and I'm glad that I've gone through it and lived through it. And this isn't a story that I feel like is, um, 
you know, highly abnormal or, you know, I, I win with the most traumatic story or anything like that. But I think understanding that backstory of why I was so gung-ho trying to create this thing that wasn't really there, um, I hope kind of gave perspective to um, why I tried so hard for something that um, wasn't me and wasn't meant to be. Um, and it is my fault that I tried for something like that without understanding the signs and ignoring all the signs that it wasn't the right thing. Um, but I've learned a lot of lessons that have changed and shaped how I act and uh, who I'm with now. See, the way I look at it is that it, it truly wasn't your fault then because that was your le level of of education at that moment. Yeah. You know, I, I, I can't, again, it, for me, looking back, I can't say that it was, you know, it was your fault or mistake. It's, it's what you knew at that moment. Mm -hmm. Now moving forward, if you make that, those decisions, yeah, yeah. Then, then it's sort of on you, but you've now been through that lesson, which you yeah. hadn't been beforehand. Yeah. Well, and I think I've always said, um, I'm the kind of person who has to learn a lesson the hard way to really understand it. I think the best lessons, most people have to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, um, I've thought I've sat and thought before, like it'd be best for me if I could just sit and learn from other people's mistakes. <laughs> um, but then they're not as impactful. They're not. So I'm going to turn this around on me and make it selfish. Do you feel like, so everything that you just said, self-forgiveness or harping on the past, I know a lot of people harp on the past. Do you feel like I harp on the past a lot? You used to a lot more. Really? Mm -hmm. See, I don't feel like I harp on the past. I really don't. Um, and I, I come from a family that, that uh, dwells holds grudges, mm -hmm. looks at the past, holds on to the past. And when I separated myself from my family, I think I started to actually become my own person, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I, I honestly don't think that I have problems with letting go of the past or holding on to the past mm -hmm. or holding on to like a mistake that I made. Yeah. No, I don't think you do either. Now, I, trust me, I, I got, I got 99 problems, but the past ain't one. Um, you know, that was horrible. That was fire, Jenna. <laughs> but uh, what did you say that I had? Was that Gucci? No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, not to, you know, not to make this all about me, but again, I know that a lot of people harp on the past, mm -hmm. and I that's something I've never felt that I've done. Um, having said that, I. I hope you know, if you're new to this podcast, or if you're a regular, or if you watch Matt Lane Fitness, the YouTube channel, I hope you know that we do not pretend to be anything other than who we are. I truly hope you know that I am not attempting to be someone that is trying to be more grandiose than he actually is. That's not me. Um, you know, I put some things on IG and, you know, do little teasers that seem real cool. Um, I'm documenting my process, your process, this process. Um, and I'll tell you the things that I've learned and the things that I believe in. Um, but I just wanted to clarify that real quick that we don't know it all, but we have learned some things that hopefully we can yeah. teach you. Yeah. We're, we're learning those things daily. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have more to talk about. <laughs> you know, I look at what we do as partially creating, partially documenting. Yeah. And, you know, right there was, this was documentation. Mm-hmm. This was not creation. Yeah. So. Um, something simple, and I think I may have talked about it before, but something simple that I do when I'm falling asleep to help make sure that I actually fall asleep and it helps with my anxiety because a lot of times, and I think this is common for when you lay down and you're exhausted and then you lay down and then that's when your mind just starts spinning and then you can't fall asleep. Um, so my trick for that is um, to think about one of my favorite memories with us. Um, and I usually, at least I feel like, just about immediately fall asleep. And so that sets my mind on the right track for what I'm thinking about when I'm sleeping because, you know, your mind never stops thinking. Um, it also ends my day on a good note. Um, if I'm having a hard time with my self-confidence or, you know, my mental health, um, the last thing I think about before I'm falling asleep is... Um, trying to think about uh, what we'll be doing in a year or what we'll be doing in five years or ten years. Um, and something uh, like good, like what will that good memory be in five years when I'm falling asleep? What will that good memory be in ten years? Um, what, is, what is one good memory that you can think of or do you want to divulge it? Um, I think my go-to one is... Um, well, there's two, and it's in the same spot. Both times we were at that resort in um, Cozumel. Um, both of those are my go-to. Um, it was absolutely beautiful there. Like thinking about the water and um, like the fish, and I don't know. Just both of those days are my go-to. Interesting. Because um, it's also calming. Think about the water and. Have a good time and I don't know. That's it. I like it. I'm not really sure what my point was, what that was. <laughs> we went off on a bit of a tangent there, but it's all good. Um, uh, but I think that helps reset my mental health too of if you're focused on the future, if you're focused on the present and the future, you don't have time to sit back and mull over the past. And if you fill your time with enough of the present and the future, you don't have time to look back. You don't want to look back because you're too excited about looking forward. Um, and I think that's something that you've really helped me with is not sitting in one spot, being stuck in one spot, but looking towards, you know, what do I want our life to look like in five years? And just thinking about that, I think is a lot of motiv- motivation to do something different, to get to that um, a year from now, five years from now, 20 years from now. And, you know, as we were talking about before, how you say you struggle with the past or self-forgiveness or beating yourself up for something you did in the past. I'm the exact opposite. So what I struggle with is thinking about the future and being so future-minded, futuristic-minded, that I beat myself up if I'm not there yet. Um, And it's unintentional. It's not like I I sit back and I'm like, man, you're just a failure because you haven't achieved what you wanted to achieve. You think that a lot. I know, I know. It's an internal struggleization, uh, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. I think yeah. driven people struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what that boils down to is patience. Mm-hmm. 
patience and quote unquote faith in whatever you're doing. Yeah. And I, I think that if you're out there and this is striking you, I think what that boils down to is patience and faith. There's a reason why I wore the shirt today. Patience. If you can see what she's wearing. Exactly. Um, that boils down to patience, to faith, and to a passion of whatever it is that you're going after, whatever you're pulling yep. towards you. Yep. And, yeah, I think um, logically thinking myself through my failures, sitting down, even writing down what you've learned from it, committing that to what you're focused on rather than what you actually failed at, but learning from it logically thinking it through and let it go rather than just keep burying it and not dealing with it. The longer you do that, I've learned, the longer you're going to have to deal with it, the longer you're going to have to find new things to bury it with. Well, quit burying it, folks. (laughs) The wrap-up, basically, quit burying it. Your self-forgiveness, beating yourself up, Quit burying it and get rid of it. Yep. That's it. You got anything else? I think that's it. I think I talked enough. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Guys, if you enjoyed this podcast, do me a favor. Do Jenna a favor as well. Leave us a review in iTunes. Tell us how awesome we are or if we truly, truly suck. And, and if you're, I just want to say, because you always, you always say that. Yeah, I want the feedback. If if you got to this point in this podcast and you think that we're horrible, um, that's on you. That's a lot of that's a lot of effort there, <laughs> hater. A lot of effort. Um, if you're watching this, do us a favor, leave us a comment and tell us either how you feel about this, about this topic, and also let us know what you want to hear. What do you want to hear us talk about? We want to know. We truly want to know. Yeah, so we want to talk about what you want to hear. Exactly. I actually want to do an episode and I will, I'll implore you guys right now. Actually, we'll do it right now. Go to mattlanefitness at gmail.com. Send me an email and title it podcast question. And I want you to send your question to me and I will pick a handful and we will get you on this podcast. I will call you and we will, uh, we'll have you on the mics and uh, we'll run through it. I've been wanting to do that. Um, I want to see how the first one goes. If it goes well, we can make it a regular thing. I want to truly in- include you guys. I think it would be fantastic. What if I send you one? You already got a got a leg in this thing. You kind of a kind I of got, a regular. I got two legs in this thing. You, you've got to stop, and that's what that's where we end the show, folks. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. We'll talk to you next week. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day. Woman, you are a nerd. Why? Oh, because I said two legs. Yeah. It's like a dad joke right there.